We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good friends and listeners, welcome back to No Other Pod, and I am Jimmy, along with my good friend Dan. Dan, what is going on? Oh boy, what's going on <laughs> indeed, my man? It's a uh, it's gonna be one another of those. week <laughs> and another loss. Yeah, we uh, we talked about this. We kind of saw it coming, but I don't know if we we thought we had a chance, bro. I don't know. We'll talk about it all in a minute, but I, you know what? I'm just fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not great. I'm not good. I'm, I'm fine. Just fine. Well, you know, we, uh, we got an exciting world cup final that we got to watch this week, even if the sporting KC game didn't go as planned. So that was kind of fun. So it wasn't a, uh, wasn't a total loss for, uh, for soccer this weekend. Your, uh, your France team came through. So my, my France team, I've been a long time Frenchman for about uh, three weeks now. Yeah. Lifelong, lifelong, uh, <laughs> lifelong for three weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. And you probably had your, uh, your checkerboard clown shirt on the, uh, hey, no. uh <laughs> dude, it, it just looks like it, it looks like a clown suit. I, I so did. Funny. I did have my Croatia Jersey from uh, the 2012 season. Um, right, long time fan, long time, long time fan. My my <laughs> the the land of my people. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I am part Croatian, so you know that's true. I, I can say that not ironically, um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but first, uh, we we got some uh, some ratings I hear this week, but uh, we, hey, we got, got a little curveball throw at us, I guess, huh? We did. We had. Uh, a couple people clicked those five stars, didn't leave reviews or nothing, and that's fine because you guys are the best. You still clicked five stars, and that is much appreciated. Now, someone clicked the three stars. Wamp, wamp. Mm. It was uh, mm. it's okay. Hey, I, I'm not uh, I'm not gonna hate on them. I, I wish they would have left a review though, because if we're three stars, I want to know. Hey, how can we get to four? How can we get to five? How can we better serve you? You know what I mean? So, hey, go back in there and write us a review. It's all right. It'll be anonymous, probably. I'll uh, probably shout out your name if it's on there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hey, it was fine. Three stars better than two stars. Let's be optimistic about it. That's true. That is one way to look at it. Um, 
and and that's not a, not a bad way to look at it. And and we are appreciative of uh, of those of you who do who did leave uh, ratings, even if they are less than five stars. But yeah, we 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 do encourage you guys if if you're uh, a listener and you want to leave us a rating, and it's uh, it's going to be less than five stars. We're not going to be upset. Just tell us what it is that you'd like us to do better, and we will yeah. try our best to do it. Constructive um, criticism, and and get this, man, we did get one last week after the episode. And it was by a person who calls themselves, I do not want a nickname. <laughs> okay. Well, then we will not give you a nickname. I'd probably give them one. They're probably referring to Omaha Tim, <laughs> which I love. Yeah. Uh, but his yeah. topic, he said the greatest in the subject line. So naturally I'm like, oh my gosh, he thinks we're the greatest. Or he's very conceited and thinks, thinks he's the greatest. <laughs> he or she, I don't know. But they say... One, they said my name once on air, and it made me giggle. Cute. And two, the best by far analysis and opinions regarding SKC, MLS, USL, and international soccer. Great chemistry. That's you and me, dude. That's you and me. We 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 make fireworks. Okay. I'll take it. And knowledgeable. (laughs) Knowledgeable. That's definitely you. Uh, Entertaining. And they absolutely look forward to these every week. Pro tip. Follow on Twitter. Love them. Mm, my heart's so full. Well, thank you, Mr. No Nickname. We appreciate full it. Full of love. <laughs> That's a, or Mrs. No Nickname. Yes. Could be Mr. or Mrs. We don't know. Look, um, th- these people are the best. You guys come through every week. There's always one or two new reviews on there. If you've yet to do that, get on the, the podcast app, rate and review us. Uh, it's very cool to see those coming in. and helps other people find the pod. So like, share, subscribe, all that uh, good stuff absolutely thank you guys again so much um really do appreciate it before we get into sporting kc um i guess we can uh, not a whole lot to talk about here but 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 touch a little bit on what's been going on with the swope park rangers because i know that's been a a, take a second to talk about your uh you're on the volley shirt man did you get your your shirt in yes yes yeah yes i did do you like it Uh, doesn't it fit nice it does. Want to want my uh, wannabe striker shirt? It says striker. I don't look like a striker. That's fine. <laughs> take That's fine. W- take one look at me, and you know that. But you know what? It's okay. I don't care. I'm gonna pretend to be a striker, and I love it, and it's comfy. So there, bro. So, I just uh, bought the keeper shirt, man, and that is because I'm trying to be a goalkeeper now. It's uh, I played for my second week in a row, Jimmy, a full game. It was terrifying. Yeah, how'd it go? Uh, my wrists and fingers are kind of sore. <laughs> uh, it's kind of weird things you don't use all the time i guess when you're falling around yeah. and and trying yeah. to punch balls away but uh let's just say we we went into halftime being down three two that wasn't too bad i felt pretty good about that but uh let's just say we lost seven to three. <laughs> oh no <laughs> bro it was, our, we crumbled they yeah. let the guys just kept shooting it was hard for me to track the ball i i got a header scored on me for fuck's sake i was it, w- it was humiliating. I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> now, goal. Was, uh, were, the, were these goals your fault or were they on your defense? Uh, dude, there was one that came at me and I tried to catch it when I should have just punched it away. And it like hit my hands and went right through and into the goal. And I was like, are you flipping serious? I was Man. so embarrassed. But I was like, you, I'm uh, new. I'm new guy. <laughs> you pulled a Loris Carius. I so, did, uh, dude. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't come out at the right times. I don't. 
I just wait for them to make a move on me, and I forget how big that goal is. I'm not big enough to handle yeah. that. But I got the T-shirt. Gives you a whole, yeah. You got a whole new appreciation for what Tim Melia does every week now, huh? Dude, no joke. But it also matters who's <laughs> in front of you. And we're going to tap into that, that front, that back line there. But guys, on the Volley Apparel, I know some of you have already ordered some stuff. Uh, you've typed in the discount code, no other pod phrase, three separate words, no other pod, and you get 15% off. <laughs> so it's uh, it's cool, man. You guys are, uh, the guy reached out to me, said a couple people have uh, have done that. So that's really that's really awesome. Cool. Thank you, guys. Get a get a couple more guys to uh, to do that. A couple more listeners, and uh, we will be very appreciative. On the volleyapparel dot com. Uh, we and full transparency, we don't make any money off of that. We're no. just doing that because we like their clothing and think you guys should have it too. So uh, absolutely, you guys buying does not give us anything. We just think it's pretty cool, and it's pretty cool of them to give us the discount code. So uh, thanks to them, and thank you to you guys for listening and going to support on the volley. There you um, go. So now, yeah, real quick, let's let's USL. let's jump in. I don't want to I don't want to spend too much time on this either because this is nah. not would not be a fun conversation either. Because Swope Park has not been doing that well. Um, they've had two games since we last recorded. They played at home against Sacramento Republic FC, a game in which they lost 3-1 at Children's Mercy Park. And then they went on the road to Portland Timbers 2, who were on a, uh, a at least a four-game losing streak heading into that game, and Swope Park lost 2-1. So now uh, Swope's on a little two-game losing streak. They've lost three of their last five. They're down to sixth in the Western Conference, which, by the way, has 17 teams in it so no wonder <laughs> usl is splitting into two divisions yeah um but i don't know man How, did you get a chance to catch either of these games or or, or what what's going on with Swope park right now no one one was pretty late right and the other one was like while we were recording yeah something like that bro it's it's yeah. hard to have a good a good squad if you don't have the consistency in a lineup I mean, we all know Swope is the farm team for sporting, and that's all good and fine, but I want to support them, dude. I want to like them, and I want to watch a good product. So do I think it's the coaching? No. Uh, I just think it's it's lack of consistency in the lineup. I mean, you got Brad, you got people coming in there uh, trying to come back from an injury. You know, Brad Evans was trying to come back, who supposedly is doing well in his recovery, so that's interesting. Uh, maybe we'll actually see him in a sporting jersey this year. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. He's on the injury report again this week. It's um, questionable, right? Yeah, and given the rest of the injuries, if he's at all possible, uh, if it's at all possible for him to play, we might actually see him in the 18, but I would not hold my breath. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. We'll see. Funny story real quick about uh, Swope Park coaching staff. As we all know, Paulo Nagamura is the Swope Park head coach. And um, he obviously attends all, all the Sporting KC games. Um, after the games end uh, at Children's Mercy Park, he usually heads down to the locker room, hangs out with the coaching staff, with the players, talks, all that. Um, well, when we as media finish the game we also head down we walk past the locker room to go to where the press conference is well this year they got like a new security staff or something at the stadium and i know a lot of people have been having issues with them um 
they've been blocking us from entering into where the press conference is. If there's a player anywhere around, I don't know what they think we're going to do, like jump on them and tackle them or something. But apparently wow. we're not allowed to be near the players until designated times, according to this security. So they all stop us and they wait for all of every single last player to go in. Then we can walk down this hallway. Well, Paulo's coming by and he tries to go into the locker room and the guy steps in front of him, literally stops and goes, I'm sorry, sir. The players are still coming in. You can't go. And Paulo just like Paulo's just in street clothes. So like the guy would, I guess, had no idea who he was. Paulo doesn't stay a word, just stares the dude down. And there was this awkward interaction for a second until I finally stepped over and I was like, yeah, he's a coach. And the guy's like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. And then just lets in and Paulo kind of stares him down, looks at me, just kind of gives a little nod and then walks in. <laughs> oh, like, are you, did you just become oh, his no. bodyguard? I hope so. Oh my God, that's hilarious. You're like, hold on, yeah. I'll take this, Paolo. I'll tell him what's yeah. up. You let Paolo in or I will slap the shit out of you. Yeah, you can't stop Paolo. Was this uh, a big man? Was this a big uh, security guard? It was not a big security guard. Okay. It was a tiny old security guard. But oh, he takes his boy. orders from the rather large security guard. So, Listen here, uh, you bag of bones. <laughs> I, I can take this guy i can't take the guy he takes orders from that's so, true don't you dare get your boss that, i just want to fight maybe you. if you put put paulo on my shoulders we might be about his size but oh, other a little than that, chicken fight action all right <laughs> yeah um that's but funny, no let's dude. Uh, yeah it, it i was just like you guys gotta know who the important people are well like, here's what can't... this means now yeah. like as mls is getting larger we knew this would happen dude players are going to become less accessible to the media to the fans i mean they they do events sometimes where you can go meet the players and everything but that's gradually going away like these players are more secure than than ever before yeah so, i mean mls is becoming more popular um mm-hmm. bigger name players are coming around like he, i mean wayne rooney's one of the the most famous players in the whole world he's an mls now thankfully a piece of the stadium didn't fall on him oh not that God. it's any better that a piece of their stadium fell on anybody but we'll get yeah, to that later too fun piece of news <laughs> <laughs> um but let's let's dump jump in uh, we're not gonna dump let's in dump. That's something entirely <laughs> different <laughs> um, gotta do that before the podcast um oh, i messed up yeah <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna jump in J U M P into uh, the Red Bulls game as much as we may not want to. Um, oh, gross. We you you look at the lineup that that came out for this game, oh, and yeah. I know, yeah we we were we were talking about this uh, before the game started, and you text me and you're like, "Well, we're gonna lose." And <laughs> sure did. I said three one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. And I tried to be Mr. Optimistic, and I was like, well, I think we'll get a draw. Like, I think we'll do something to get a draw. And uh, we almost kind of did, and then we didn't. Hell, we almost So, uh, yeah. Walk, walk me through um, your sort of emotional state before the game and then the fluctuations throughout the game. Oh, God. We all know there are fluctuations because I'm, I'm, I'm a rational dude. I'm an irrational person. And when the lineup comes out, I'm like, great, Beasler, back spasms, I guess. This is great. So we we got uh, Amore and uh, Graham Smith at center backs, you know, flanked by Zussi over there, of course, and then uh, Jalen Lindsay. And then what, not six minutes in or whatever it is, Brad, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips decides to just go score a goal, just do what he does Four best. Minutes. Four minutes. Yeah. And so right there, you're like, I think I text you. I was like, here we go. Game over. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yep. You're like, that's it. It's we're done. That's it, dude. Um, Cause that's what he does. And then we did not take long to respond. That's for sure. And I was like, we're back in. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're winning the cup. We're um, winning the whole thing. Yeah. So I was confused and I'm still, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Do you know, was he called offside initially and they used VAR to overturn yes. it? Or did they call him on and they used VAR to check it and they confirmed he was on? Do you know? They, they called it, uh, they called it off. The guy raised the flag, but the ref did not blow his whistle. So he was allowed to play on. But then the guy, he saw the flag, called it off sides. The, the, his, his boy in the booth radioed down to him and said, hey, that was off sides. And the center referee didn't even bother looking at it. He's like, okay, I trust you. Or it was on sides. I mean, I trust you. It was on sides. Right. Okay. So this is what, this is what's driving me crazy close, about VAR and MLS. Right. How in the world do you look at this? I'm literally looking at the freeze frame right now on MLSsoccer.com. Freeze in the frame. Highlight. How do you look at this and say, this is a quote, clear and obvious error? And not only do you say it's a clear and obvious error, you look at it and you say, it is so clear and obvious that we're not even going to tell you to go over and look at it. Because I'm looking at this freeze frame right now and I'm like, well, he might be onside. But he also very well might be offside. I can't tell. And they don't have a shot down the line. The shot nope. is about six to seven yards to the left of him. So you can't tell. I'm looking at this and I can very easily convince myself his head is a half yard offside. I could also yeah. very easily convince myself that uh, Emiliano Amor's left hip is keeping him onside. But if I can very easily convince myself of either one, that's not clear and obvious. That's true. You're, so, this, I like this. Jimmy's fired up right now, people. I like it. <laughs> well, that's why I tweeted out that freaking video from from the uh, the World Cup that uh, when I, I forget, I don't even remember what team the, the guy was on. Peru, maybe. He sort of me- made the VAR sign. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's bullshit. Yes, like, he did. I immediately downloaded that video and I was like, I'm saving this because I will tweet this out at some point. Oh, multiple um, times. <laughs> yeah, it, it will make another appearance mul- many times. That was it's not rough. the only time it will make an appearance. Do we want VAR? Is this something that's helping the game? Or is this something where it's like, just go back to the old rules where we, like, we're bitching at referees anyway. So it doesn't matter whether there's VAR or no VAR, we're still going to bitch at the referees. What, who's this really helping? <laughs> well, okay. I will say this. I do think with VAR, more often than not, they will get the right call if there is if there is some sort of consistency involved. And that's why I liked it at the World Cup. I can think of one, maybe two times at the World Cup where I questioned whether the use of VAR was properly implemented. Um, and 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 I say one, maybe two times, because some people have some questions about that handball in the World Cup final about whether it should have been used there and whether it was used properly. As much as I was rooting for Croatia, I don't see how you look at that and don't give it a penalty kick with the handball in the box. Like I, I didn't have a problem with how they used it there. But in MLS, and I know we've, we're, we're beating a drum that's been beaten to death here, there's just no consistency in how it's implemented, and the words clear and obvious don't mean anything. Because this, if I'm... Like, think about the NFL. It has to be indisputable video evidence. If I'm an NFL ref and I'm looking at this and I'm like, is this indisputable video evidence that Bradley Wright Phillips was onside or do I have to stick with the call on the field? There's no way in hell this is indisputable. So indisputable, clear and obvious, same thing. I don't know. I just figure it out. Yeah. So. You're right, man. There you go. It's uh, it's tough. 
I, I don't know, but didn't, I mean, we answered, gosh, dang, we had the resilience to answer real fast, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It took all of about four minutes later. Uh, Mr. Johnny Russell. Well, first off, let me, let me just start by the, the, the pass across the field from Lindsay. Exactly. That's where I was going. Lindsay came in there off his left foot and, uh, and picked out Zussi, who was hanging out wide open on the right side of the box. Uh, Lindsay passed it over there. Zussi had one nice little touch, fired it in toward the, the, the six yard line. I don't know if uh, Zussi was trying to pick out Johnny Russell specifically or just nope. saw that there were a few uh, sporting players in there and said, I'm going to fire it and see what happens. Oh, dude, Johnny that's got a exactly foot on it. it was. Yeah, Johnny got a foot on it. It uh, dribbled past Luis Robles and suddenly seven and a half minutes into the game, we're all knotted up at one. So it was awesome when he switched the field like that to Graham. They all scattered. They're like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. And, and Zussi takes one touch and he's just like he needs to just put it in a dangerous area. Maybe it takes a deflection and gets an own goal. Maybe uh, one of his people get a foot on it, and that's exactly what happened. Johnny Russell didn't blast it in. He just got a foot on it, and it was able to go in the goal. Very unlucky for yeah. Luis Robles, but uh, very good on Graham's part to just put it back in the mix. It's one of my favorite things about Johnny Russell, and it's one of my favorite things about Felipe Gutierrez, and that's why I'm so excited about him coming back as because – they are fantastic at positioning themselves in the box in a place where there's a little bit of space, just enough for them to get a foot on the ball, redirected on goal. They've both done it multiple times this year. Johnny making some late runs, Felipe finding some space, Johnny finding some space. I love it. Um, and I think, honestly, one of the things that made that play so effective is how many times have we seen a cross like that to Zussi? And Zussi can fire that into the top right corner from the angle he was at. He's he's very well capable of doing that. So I think they uh, a couple of the defenders thought, "Oh crap, we got to get in front of Zusi and, uh, and and try to block his shot." But then when he kind of switched it toward uh, the middle of the field, uh, found uh, Johnny, and and there you go. Um, so yeah, not a a bad response. And then after what was a a, a mostly quiet rest of the first half, Roger Espinoza came Dude. out at the start of the second half in what is one of the best shots I've seen him take in I don't know how many years because this was a rocket from a good 20, 23 yards outside the, uh, off the, the goal line. Yeah. It was nuts. That's what he tries to do every time. But whenever his foot hits the ball, we all go, oh, here we go. It's going to be up in, the, up in the upper deck there because he just blasted over the goal. He's got a heck of a boot. But this time, God dang, if it didn't stay on target, that was – but that was stoppable too. That's on Robles right there. Robles could have had that ball. It just kind of caught him off guard. Yeah, so Robles, I don't think he, one, expected Roger at all to to fire it from there. Um, but two, you're right, and, and Mr. Goalkeeper over here, you'll have to tell me how often this happened yeah. to you because I imagine this is really difficult. You can tell, right, as Roger's – sort of winding up to shoot and Robles doesn't know at that point is he throwing uh kicking it in for a cross or is or is he gonna shoot Robles is leaning the exact opposite way of the corner that Roger ended up firing it into and and once you start leaning away there's no way to shift your body momentum back to be able to get up there to block it right oh yeah you're in trouble you're in trouble and I you know I gotta say I'm I'm flattered that you refer to me as a goalkeeper um but I will (laughs) you're official goalkeeper analyst now bro I had a fingertip save the other day, all right, where I kind of got up. It was going in, <laughs> and I pumped it over the crossbar. And and my own team 
didn't think it was out on me because they called a corner and he goes, hey, did you even touch that? And I was like, yeah, don't take that away from me. I, that was a save. <laughs> yes, I saved us a goal. <laughs> I absolutely touched that, man. Come on. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Most goalies no. are like, I didn't touch it as a goal kick. You're like, hell yes, I touched it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is serious for me, okay? I'm trying to prove myself. <laughs> but the, uh, that's a good point, by the way. Normally, you would just say, no, I did, totally didn't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about footwork, man, and and momentum. Once you are leaning one way, it, you're kind of committed almost. And it's uh, yeah, Robles should have had that ball. It was it went right like near his arm. It was right in his vicinity. Yeah, he it it, it was certainly in a place that was savable. I think it's just since he got caught leaning the opposite way, there was really no way that he was going to be able to get there. Um, so at this point. I'm feeling pretty good because for for much of the second half and, and even toward the end of the first half, Sporting KC kind of started to control the match a little bit, and you're and and you know they were they were you know doing pretty well. You look at the stats for you know most of the first half. Sporting KC had a ton of possession. They I think they had like a sixty forty split at half. They were really keeping control of the game. Then Roger fired that second one in there. And it was after that things really shifted because if you look at the possession, it's almost all Red Bulls after that. And and I don't know if this is where the inexperience comes into play or what. You have to tell me. But it was, you know, just about 20 minutes later when I don't know how to say this guy's name, Mark Rosowski. Uh, a lot of, lot of the, consonants. Uh, yeah, some some Eastern European name that I can't pronounce. He hit the ball from outside the box, and it, and it might have been deflected, um, but it, it went in. And then it was uh, just, what, seven, eight minutes later, the same old dude had uh, a freaking insane goal, again, from, from outside the box off his left foot that Tim couldn't quite get to, put, it up, put, up the, put the Red Bulls up 3-2, and the rest is history. So I, I, don't, I don't know what happened uh what do you think was it just a young and experienced team didn't really know how to play with the lead on the road or or did red bulls just get lucky with a couple of crazy shots bro i, don't know. I think our defense has just been uh, i don't know peter said in an interview today actually he said that uh um oh god where's i going with this he said that de- no he said no offense but defense is, or no, he said with all due respect, which when you say with all due respect, you're allowed to say whatever you want about somebody. Did you know that? Is that how that works? Oh, yeah, with okay. all due respect, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he said with all due respect, defense is easy, is the easy part. It's easy to play. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't know, man. When you got people like, you know, Joseph Martinez cutting you up or Miguel Amarone burning you on the on the sideline, I mean, it's not necessarily easy. but in in retrospect to to attacking and creating defense should be the easier part and we just haven't had that we haven't had the strength to get things done and dude i don't think we're going to have our our central d back for the open cup i don't think ike and beasler are going to play uh i don't think they are either sam mcdowell really uh, published a story today for the kansas city star and he indicated that they were both out um uh. so we're probably looking at the Amore Smith pairing back there again. Um, Dude. I mean, okay, Jimmy they, Mad- they're getting some games under their belt. So, 
ideally they should yeah. be more comfortable in this game than they were against the yeah. Red Bulls, which is fine because well, the Red Bulls are better in, than Houston, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. The Red Bulls are probably one of the top three teams in the league right now. I think you could make the case for. Um, oh, yeah. You could probably say it's just those top three teams in the East are the top three teams in the league. New York City, um, yeah. Atlanta, and Red Bulls. Um, so. Maybe LAFC's up there. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, they've gotten some games together on Swope Park. They're getting a little bit more comfortable together. Um, they... Smith played against Houston at Children's Mercy Park, though, didn't he? Oh, if I remember shoot. correctly, that was his. Uh, that was his. That first was his game. debut. Yeah, and he yeah. almost and, he and almost scored. We won. He almost scored. Yeah, off a header, and we won. Oh, so he's he's seen these dynamic Houston attackers before. That's true. So, Graham uh, Smith is scoring tonight, folks. This is Wednesday. <laughs> he's scoring tonight. You call it. You heard it here. Oh um, my god. We we got a Graham Smith Open Cup goal coming. I'm getting um, jacked. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we'll we'll probably see them again against Houston. Um, but I don't know. To to wrap up this Red Bulls game, maybe this is a a weird take after sort of all of the conversation we've been ha- having about how frustrating it is to take one point out of the last twelve available points and whatnot. But I actually think the Red Bulls game was one of the better games Sporting KC's played over the last couple of weeks, and I don't come out of that game in a vacuum feeling that bad. Dude, because but our passing you, was so bad. Yeah, and I don't love that the Red Bulls at the end of the game were just able to totally overrun us. Like They ended up with 17 shots to 12, and granted, yeah. on target it was only 5 to 4, but... Possession was almost 50-50, which is a rarity for for Sporting KC. You're absolutely right. Our passing was not there. Only 72% passing accuracy. That's like 12 or 13% less than normal. Yeah, I was going to say, don't we average damn near 90? Yeah, it's like 85, 86, something like that. Um, We didn't have Kyrie. Johan, let's talk Uh, about Johan for a second. What do we do about Johan, man? He... I, tell me your thoughts on Johan after that game. Cause I've tried to defend him for a long time and I still, I don't think he's a bust like some people are calling, but do you think he's worth a DP contract? Uh, dude, that's the big thing right there. He's, he's, I mean, you have to say no, you have to say no. That DP contract is for, is for people who are going to put up that, the DME DP effort, right? I don't want to do you. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think he's a fine midfielder. I think if he came in as just a regular player, hell, even just a TAM player, targeted allocation money, which means he's he's maybe a little bit above that salary cap maximum for a player, but you bought him down so he's not a, a designated player. I don't think people would be screaming about him as much as, as they are. But when you're the first designator play, designated player signed in an offseason where you've been promised a huge spend, expectations come with that. And outside of his U.S. Open Cup volley, which, yes, we're forever thankful for because it kept us alive, and he almost did it again against Toronto, there has not been a whole lot from Johan that's looked real good. And in this game, he 
totally whiffed on a ball that he touched to himself and then I guess was embarrassed and took the player down and then got a yellow card. It was one of the worst 10 second stretches of a game I've seen for any player in MLS this season. Well, um, newsflash folks, he's, he's signed through uh 2020. So let's uh, what do we do about that? Yeah, I don't know. I saw a tweet from him today and it was obviously he's from France and he, uh, he's been really happy about the, france world cup victory and he tweeted a picture of the party in paris and he said miss my country with the french flag and then like a sad face and so i was like oh maybe he's not feeling so great maybe he's getting a little homesick maybe he's thinking you know this isn't working out how i thought maybe i go back to france then you said you saw something on his instagram story that seems to indicate differently yeah he well he did one of those question and answer things you know which, by the way, I did that too on my Instagram, and it just ended up with my wife and her friends asking me about my dog. So, <laughs> and uh, you're like, Marissa, we're we're three feet apart from each other. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, I feel loved. I'll answer those questions. But he he said I was bored, asked me some questions, and uh, someone said, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" And he said, "Sporting Kansas City." And it's like, well, yeah, dude, duh. You know, if your boss says, what do you see yourself in five years? And you're like, not in this shithole. Then you're fired. (laughs) And you're not going to play again. You're not going to show up to work again. You're done. So, yeah, I I wouldn't read too much into that. However, something interesting, guys, a little on the side front here. He said Johnny Russell is the funniest prankster on the team. And Daniel Shallowy and Carlton Belmar have the most girl problems on the team. Which is kind of <laughs> that's kind of interesting to me because Carlton looks like he could be he could be a charmer. I I, I wouldn't say that about Daniel. I thought uh, I, I don't know. I didn't see Daniel as a ladies' man, but I can see Carlton doing that. Yeah, Carlton's a handsome dude. Daniel still seems a little bit like a, a boy to me. Yeah. So he's the boy wonder, and Carlton's um, like, "What's up, girl?" <laughs> I definitely can see Johnny as the prankster, though. I've seen Johnny pull a couple of pranks on Daniel in particular. In uh, the locker room post game. Oh um, yeah, took his pants one, off and ran with them. None, none of that, thankfully. Oh. Um, but one time we were interviewing Daniel after a, a, a big performance he had. There were a bunch of reporters around there, and uh, and Johnny just joins in the media scrum. Daniel doesn't realize it at first, but all of a sudden uh, Johnny just starts getting in there, asking him like ridiculous questions that don't have anything to do with soccer. I don't really? remember particularly what they were, but he was he was just trying to distract him, and then. Uh, Last was maybe after the Toronto game or the game before. Again, everyone's sitting there asking uh, Daniel some questions, and I look over and there's just a hand. You can't see who it's attached to because it's just sticking through a bunch of people, and it's just got a middle finger, and it's just up in the middle of the scrum, just like staring down Daniel. And I'm like, who is flipping off Daniel? And I lean over, and it's just Johnny Russell standing there, just sticking his hand, middle finger straight up at Daniel, just through all the reporters, and just stood there the entire interview. Oh my so, god! Uh, Good thing there's no video going on back there, huh? <laughs> yeah, just uh, the, I mean, it's all in good fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they they you can tell they they all have fun with each other. Well, um, they need to have fun winning some games because I think we're all ready to get back to winning ways. Yeah. So so to finish my thought before, in a vacuum, just this game, I if you would have asked me, look, or, do you think a loss on the road against the Red Bulls is a, a tragic result? I would have been like, no. That's probably expected. 
especially given the lineup that was out there. Right. It's just in the context of the prior three games and how disappointing this run or this slump has been. Yes. That's when you kind of start to kind of be like, okay, well, this isn't great. But the all t- things considered. The at home, th- the Montreal loss. Yeah. But like Peter said in the Sam McDowell story today, it's better to have your slump and your injury problems early in the season right. and get that worked out than it is later. Because MLS is a long, grueling season. Well, it's hey, gonna happen at some point. So we're we're uh, we're reacting a lot better to our slump than Atlanta fans are to their slump. Oh my god! Yeah, guys. Like, hey, they, they be dr- happy you're yeah. not fans of Atlanta. Be happy you're fans of SKC <laughs> and of this podcast because Atlanta and all their 19 podcasts they have. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> they will yeah. they will clog your arteries with the amount of salt that they got going on. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll have a little salty oh, yeah. Atlanta fan segment here in oh, a little bit. So I'm that's what we like song. to call a tease in the amateur podcasting business. It's a little tease um, of salt, a little salt bay. So we we got a couple of questions about this game. Um, a bunch from David O'Neill. Thank you so much, David, for for sending all of these questions. <laughs> David um, just writes a the, whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should just have him on and just interview him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we 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 kind of talked about this a bit but he said that the team tends to shut off when they have a lead or when the game is tied what do you see the cause of this fatigue poor coaching something else i'd like to say it's a lack of experience since they've been using so many young players but uh lindsey and the cbs center backs have seemed fine well, so i mean what do you think don't you think that's the away goal i mean really like if you if you're up and you're and you're away from home then yeah, you kind of cool your jets a little bit. But I mean, I think if you're up and you're at home, I I, I don't really see them turn it off. Do you? No, I think if you look at the results, there there have been some frustrating games where like they've had the lead and it's been a one goal lead at home and they haven't quite been able to get that second one to really put it away. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's for lack of trying because in a lot of those games, you hear Peter and all the players, and I agree with them after say, look, we could have had five or six more goals if things bounce an inch one way or an inch the other way. Um, a lot of them, they're just missing by just a couple inches and some of that's unlucky. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, you know, I don't, I definitely don't think it's coaching because I've never seen know. Peter Vermees take his foot off the gas in anything. Um, but I do think it, it's, it's human nature to, especially like you said on the road, you're like, okay, we got the lead. Let's bunker in a little bit. Um, because if you open yourself up and you try to really go for it, you also open yourself up to the counter, especially a team like the Red Bulls who they have such a high press, their counters. So, so good. You try to get that, you know, two goal lead. All of a sudden you're leaving yourself open to the, the equalizer, but you know, I don't know. It's a fine balancing act. I, I, I think as some of the regulars come back, I think it'll be a little bit easier. So We'll see. I think so too. Um, I, I think this is just that slump right now, and it's so much better that we're going through this now and not October, two weeks before the playoffs. Yeah, totally agree. Um, we got a few more from from David. We'll we'll try to go through those relatively quickly and then hit uh, our question from Kyle uh, before we move on to a couple other things. Um, why do you think Rubio went unused in this last game? There was still one unused sub, and Russell really could have used some rest at the end. Do you think there's any other reason other than Peter just thought, hey, the guys I have out on the field are the guys who are most likely to score? 
Oh man, I don't know. You kind of think of a strategy for like the Open Cup too, because like you only get three days off before you got to play again. You know, four days away from games, so it's like I don't know. Does Johnny get to play on Wednesday, or does or is it, was he saving Rubio for Wednesday? Yeah, I think that's valid. I think R- Rubio probably starts for the. Open I think Cup. he starts, and I think Daniel goes back on the wing, and but I also think Johnny goes back on the wing. I, I don't know, man. Maybe. Or Johnny might start on the bench and you might see Gerso on the right side. Oh, shit. So. Okay, there you go. And and I think that, uh, you know, guys, we don't have a game this Saturday. I don't even know what to do with myself. There's there's nothing going on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to take my Ant-Man wife to dinner. Again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to take my um, wife to dinner. So there, uh, I think Rubio starts Wednesday. That's probably why he was on the bench and, and didn't want to didn't wanna bother with it. Yeah, and Peter said he, you know, sometimes he doesn't feel the need to use subs just to use subs. If he thinks the guys on the field are the best eleven at the time, he won't use them. So, could true. Have been as and they got as that. technology. I mean, they're tracking people's like stamina and stuff. So it's like, if everyone's still kicking and doing fine, then then cool. If someone's really lagging and and not getting it done, then take them out. Yep, absolutely. Um, we talked a lot about this one too, but he says, I've seen a lot of people trying to place most of the blame for the team's poor performance solely on the shoulders of Johan. Do you agree? This is rather harsh. They haven't looked any better with him on the bench. They've been worse if anything. So super harsh, dude. Yeah. I I don't think it's fair to say it's all on Johan. I think there've been a lot of injuries. Johan certainly hasn't been great, but also for a couple of these games, there's been no one else to go to. So Man, he's going to, he knows the criticism too. He's not an idiot. I mean, he's probably out on Twitter and sees things. I mean, I I think athletes try not to look at that stuff, but they come across it. So, I mean, if anything, he's coming Wednesday night thinking, look, I hit one hell of a banger against these guys last time. I'd like to go round two. I'd like to get another goal. Boom. Graham Smith, goal one. Johan Kraze, goal two. (laughs) There you go. So far, we're up to two goals for Sporting Casey. Yeah, um, it's a two nil victory in Houston with their 17 fans in attendance. There you go. That's right. 17 is maybe a generous number at that. Um, yeah, they're bad. They need to, they can't give tickets away. <laughs> uh, Kyle Orenberg says it's looking Kyle. like chasing multiple trophies is not going to be an option this season. Should we limp mm. to the finish line and chase the open cup or vice versa? Um First off, do you agree that we can't go after both? And oh. if so, which one should we prioritize? We're still in it. I mean, you prioritize the Open Cup right now, but we still we still have time to turn this around. But this this road does not get any easier. I mean, after after Houston, do you know who we got next? Tell me. FC Dallas. First place in the West. Uh, yeah. Then then after that, we got to go back down to Houston. So we just we only play Dallas teams. By the way and <laughs> texas teams yeah and then we, or texas teams that's what i meant dallas team <laughs> and then we go up to lafc for a 9 30 central game what the hell Second is going place on in the west yep so uh uh and then we come home to play portland and we really don't get a quote-unquote easy game until minnesota united on august 25th do you realize that portland is on a 12 game unbeaten streak they have not lost a game since April 8th. Oh my God, dude. Who would ever like they are, Portland? That is so dumb. They, yeah, only stupid people. Only dumb, um, dumb, dumb people. <laughs> like my brother. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Portland is 8-4-0 over their last 12 MLS games. Plus, they've had two uh, Open Cup wins in that time. So, across all competitions, they're 14 games unbeaten. Um, so... They're doing pretty well. (laughs) Yeah, they're doing fine. They got a, their coach is doing something right up there. But, but the point is we're, I mean, we're in trouble if we don't turn something around because this next month of games is going to be rough. It is. Um, Last question before we uh, finish up talking about the open cup game and move on to a couple other things. Um, David O'Neill asked uh, his final question. There's been chatter about Christian Ramirez coming to SKC. Am I missing something? I haven't been overly impressed with him in the games I've watched. He seems like a shorter, slower Kyrie who sometimes scores. Should fans be excited about this potential acquisition? So for those who don't know, Christian Ramirez is a striker for Minnesota United. Um, He's been with Minnesota United for quite a long time back to their NASL days and then rejoined ahead of their MLS uh, inaugural season last year. Um, Minnesota United just signed another designated player striker. So Christian Ramirez is sort of going to be relegated to the bench. Probably he's got four goals through 17 games played this year, four goals in about 1100 minutes, one assist last year. He had 14 goals in 27 games started and three assists. So I certainly have my thoughts on the man they call Superman, but do you have any thoughts? Uh, you go first, man. I know you kind of uh, you kind of dig him. I am an irrational fan of Superman. Um, his name is Superman. Miguel Ibarra is Batman, but Christian Ramirez, I think, is a very talented striker. I don't think he. What are is we just giving a... ourselves nicknames now? Who, who's nicknaming no. themselves this? Superman and Batman. They've been known as that for, for going back to their NASL days. But why? Um, why what is, what is going Okay. I'd like you to call me uh Megatron or uh <laughs> Starscream. Could I be Starscream? Wasn't Megatron. Understand. Megatron was a bad guy, wasn't he? Well, yeah. So was Starscream probably. I don't know. Don't make me nerd out over Transformers. <laughs> I'm just saying. You can't just um, give yourself a nickname. I'd like to be called, you know, Dragon. <laughs> Yeah, he, I mean, he won the Golden Boot in NASL in 2014 and 2016. He was clearly a cut above the NASL competition he was playing against. He's only 27 years old. He's not that old. Um, he scored 14 MLS goals last year, which is more than Dom Dwyer scored last year. Um, he's a talented striker. He's made U.S. men's national team appearances. I think his issue is he's just not surrounded with with the right talent. I mean, who else does Minnesota United have? Like no, Kevin Molino has been hurt. He could they, fit they in well. He's got fantastic holdup play. Um, I don't think he's a slower Kyrie. I think he, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad comparison necessarily. He's if anything, actually a little bit bigger than Kyrie. I think Kyrie's listed as six, one Christian Ramirez is listed at six, two, one eighty seven. He's a big dude. Got fantastic holdup play. You put Daniel Shallowy and Johnny Russell on either side of him with Felipe at number 10. I think Christian Ramirez is a 17, a goal a year striker. So, and you can I, get him on the cheap right now. I don't hate so. it. I don't hate it. If that's a, if that's an effort we have to make like a little last ditch effort, why not? I mean, if I, if you tell me, okay, we get a designated player striker from Europe or we get Christian Ramirez, 
I'm probably taking the designated player striker from Europe. But if you're telling me we get nobody or we get Christian Ramirez for $500,000 allocation money, hell yeah, I'm taking Christian Ramirez and I'm putting him in my starting lineup immediately. Yeah, you want some old guy from Azerbaijan Premier League or do you want Christian Ramirez? I mean, give me Superman. It could work. It could work. He's not Superman. (laughs) I will never call him that. (laughs) <laughs> you will you're gonna get a when he comes to sporting kc you're gonna buy a jersey and you're gonna put superman on the back uh, superman's my favorite superhero so i i can't do that all right and superhero was <laughs> <is> not mexican <laughs> superman wow. was not mexican you don't this, know I, I do know i do know this the comics were written in the olden days when everyone was racist Okay, well, you know what? It's not a bad thing to bring a little diversity to the superheroes nowadays. Um, <laughs> no, nowadays, absolutely. But back in the day, woo! You don't, you did not write about minorities. Yeah, well, uh, I'm okay with with Christian Ramirez being Superman. I would I would love to see him in a Sporting KC jersey. I would be irrationally excited. I know I'm a bigger fan than most are, but I honestly don't think it would be a bad move. Um, Hashtag so, not my hey. Superman. Was, oh my god. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we're, 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 we've talked a lot, a long time. We only probably got about another 15 minutes or so. So we'll, we'll kind of move through some of this stuff real quick. We, we hit on the Open Cup already a bit. Albert Ellis, um, Ramel Kyoto, Tomas oh, Martinez. This is, this is a potent attack. Albert we lost last time. Here. We were Albert, the, the scary sex panther. Sex um, panther chipmunks over here. That's no good. <laughs> Um, he looks like a we chicken. lost last time. He, yeah, and he does the creepy panther crawl. Um, not. We lost last time we were in Houston. It was extra time, one zero, in the knockout round of the playoffs. We oh, historically boy. have not done that great at, in Houston, but we did beat them in Houston last year in the Open Cup. So you think uh, you think we're doing it again, or does our Open Cup luck run out tonight? I mean, look at what happened over the weekend. They had a stalemate with Colorado, dude. They went to Colorado and drew nil-nil. Colorado, who, by the way, started Giles Barnes, who only joined their team like 36 hours prior. Yeah. He's such, <laughs> he's such a clown, baby. I don't even understand it. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado's not in a good place. But, um, so, but they drew, so you're, And we're ready to bounce yeah. back because we've we're dropping in those power rankings. It's not looking good. Well, well, let me read you this. Here's here's an injury report from uh, the Blue Testament's uh, reporter Thad. Um, he says questionable is Beasler, but uh, Sam uh, McDowell said Beasler's out. Brad Evans probably not going to see him, and Ike Opara, but Sam McDowell said he's out too. So basically, everyone here is out. Also out: Christian Lobato, Jimmy Madronda, Kyrie Shelton, Colton Storm. So you you feeling good going into Houston with all of those people out? Dude, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna bring our A game. I think we're gonna because uh, we don't. We don't have a game over the weekend, so you throw everything at this game. You have to. Okay, we're doing a little bit of role reversal here because I am not confident in the slightest. I am very worried about this. game. I mean, I. I'm feeling it, dude. Like this is our competition. All right, if there's anything that Sporting KC is, it's the U.S. Open Cup, and we are tied for most U.S. Open Cup trophies. I kind of want to break that record. I kind of want to break that tie and have the lead on this on this competition, man. Be pretty cool because what is it? Seattle oh. that has the record, I think. I think Seattle and Chicago, right? I think so. 
I think Open Cup needs to go through Kansas City. We own this tournament. We take it seriously. And this year, other teams have been taking it seriously too. We're not the only ones. Yeah, it's starting to become a tournament that more and more people take seriously. Um, but let me tell you this, dude. Houston has a really large game this weekend with, with Dallas. So what do they do lineup-wise? I don't know. That's a good question, man. Do they prioritize uh, the Open Cup or or do they go for their their MLS Cup points? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it's they're they're just right out of the playoffs, I think. Um, at like the seventh spot, but Dallas is a big time rival of theirs. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the quarterfinals of the open cup. That's important, but so is points in MLS. Yeah. It's, um, it'll sure be interesting to see what happens. Um, be a tough week for them. Yeah. I'm not feeling great, but I'm, uh, I'm happy you are. So I hope you're right. So we <laughs> shall see. Um, Around the, the, the rest of the league, um, we had, uh, let's see here, um, some Wednesday games. New York City FC beat Montreal 3-0. Um, Philly and Chicago played a crazy seven-goal game that Philly ended up winning. Um, yeah, that was nuts. We mentioned DC United. They opened their new Audi field. Wayne Rooney made his appearance. DC United won 3-1. to but the biggest storyline their field is hurting people. that game is, yeah, their stadium is already literally falling apart on day one. Um, a beam fell oh and hit God. their sideline reporter, who also happens to be their VP of communication, um, injured her. She ain't communicating shit no, anymore. Literally, their stadium was being held together with duct tape. A bunch of people could not get into the stadium because it's mobile ticket only, and they couldn't get service because yeah. there's no Wi-Fi. Um Bro, why wouldn't they have a commemorative ticket for the first game at the stadium? Because DC United is bad at this. So they are. And I heard that they like weren't they didn't give their academy players free tickets, which I think oh, most academy players get that's free clown tickets. Shoes. That's terrible. That's that's fun for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um No, this is a joke, dude. DC's a joke. And Wayne Rooney's if he knows any of this, he's gonna think like what what am I doing here? Like, wait, isn't this where our president lives? Like, why am I here? <laughs> well, and did you see their their stadium? Their fans were so quiet that, like, after they scored, Wayne, like, got back to midfield and realized no one was really cheering. And he had to, like, wave his hands to pump them up again and be like, come on, you guys. Like, we're winning 3-1. We just scored. It's a new stadium. Like, do something. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, what is this, a tennis match? Yeah, little, you know, golf clap, being respectful. Um they're also fighting with two of their supporters groups, the club is. So they that are. doesn't help. Guys, kudos to you if you're in a, a Sporting Kansas City Sporting Kansas City supporters group because we don't we don't have those issues it seems. We're we're pretty we're all pretty chill. Yeah. They uh Sporting KC supporters groups and the club generally get along very well together. I'm sure there's been moments of friction, but they have been resolved. They've never had to ban a supporters group like uh Chicago has and is doing right oh. now. They've never had to fight with a supporters group and had a supporters group protest games like is happening in DC right now. So yeah, it's crazy. Um Totes. Speaking of Chicago, they lost FC Dallas three one. Um, yeah, the 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 biggest games were definitely Atlanta United and Seattle, and this is where the return of 
salty Atlanta fans is about to come in. Um, the other big game was LAFC Portland, but that was a zero zero draw. So we're not going to really care about that, but Atlanta drew against a 10 man Seattle side one-to-one at home in front of an MLS record crowd of 72,000 plus people. So I guess cool. They set that record, but have you seen that apparently Atlanta fans don't realize that other teams aren't supposed to just let them walk into the goal on a red carpet because apparently they don't understand this. Yeah. Um, you know, Atlanta fans think that they, they don't know how to lose. Okay. They're not used to, they don't even know how to draw. Um, they don't know how to draw. It's like, Whoa, calm, calm down. Like everyone's so feisty on, on in that, uh, in that city, man. Like, I don't even know what to say. Oftentimes I just kind of, I scrunch up my face or I roll my eyes and I'm just, I don't know. I hate them. I just don't like them at all. Well, so they always blame the refs because after the, after, after they couldn't beat, uh, uh, let me repeat, 10 man last or 10th place Seattle Sounders side. Well, hey, we couldn't even beat a 11 man. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't beat a 10 man 10th place Sounders side at home in front of 72,000 people. They're like, well, clearly it's the ref's fault. And they, and when one of their fans tweets a a picture of a Seattle player kind of pulling an Atlanta player down in the box, which, yes, granted, probably should have been a penalty. Dude, stop. Joseph Martinez headbutted. Exactly. Joseph Martinez literally headbutted Chad Marshall, Marshall in the face before Joseph Martinez scored the equalizer. He should have been off the field with a straight red card. So don't come at me saying that the referees are biased against Atlanta because VAR at very minimum should have sent him off. There's no excuse. Should have caught it. His boy band hair head just headbutted the hell out of him. And Chad Marshall could have flopped, but he didn't. You know why? Because he's a fucking man. Yeah. Don't come at Dad Marshall like that. That's what I like to call him. Yeah, you're not coming at Dad Marshall. he, He looks... You should call him that. He looks like my yeah, father. He looks like a dad. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised he didn't have to jump up to headbutt him. Like he's like he, a small child, little little Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then it was kind of funny watching Sounders and Atlanta fans go back and forth at each other. But let me let me read you a a, a couple of these Atlanta tweets real quick. Yet another poorly refed game. Seattle played downright embarrassing form of soccer. Didn't deserve the goal they got. Ladero up there with Felipe on my most disgusting soccer player list. Um, as a new soccer fan, it was extremely disappointing to watch Seattle ruin the match today. I drove from Jacksonville for the match, and I probably won't do it again. The fact that MLS allows this is absurd and disgraceful on such a big stage. Oh, my God. Oh, hold on. I won't do it hold again. Hold on. While a 1-1 draw, easy to see why Atlanta United are on the way up and the Seattle Sounders, a.k.a. the Seattle Snoozers, are on the way down. Good one. (laughs) Attacking fun soccer versus negative time-wasting isn't this match over... Wasting isn't this match over. Why did you add time soccer? I don't even know what that's trying to say at the end there. But then he put hashtag Seattle Snoozers. And then... uh, this last one, Snoozers. good worst one. display of soccer at MLS by Seattle I've seen in a while. It's a disgrace to the game. Oh my god, crap! Lana strikes again. Like I don't Dude. understand. Like newsflash: if you go down a man on the road and you have a draw, you're going to start playing defensively. It doesn't mean that they're not playing yes. soccer. It, what that means is they game planned well against you, and you couldn't figure it out. So. Oh, hey, Newsflash, we're all laughing at you. We see these <laughs> tweets, and we are laughing. 
you were the crap stain of MLS right now. We don't we don't like you at all. Well, they had their TIFO where it was a gold A, and they were all waving gold, and they said that they were the gold standard, is what it said. That's and I'm true. Like, and I'm Brad like, Gazan had a penis finger. He, it did look that way. Um, it was weird. I'm like, if y'all are the gold standard, maybe try to win a playoff game first. Like y'all yes, don't even you have said a, that. You said that. I did. Like, come on now, <laughs> y'all don't even have. People came at you. Oh, they did. I had Atlanta fans in my mentions, and it. Uh, oh yeah, I was it, right there eating popcorn, bro. I was watching all of it. Yeah, I liked it, your shit too. Like passive aggressively, I was like, "That's my boy. That's my boy." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, "Come on, people. This this really isn't that hard." Like, I don't understand what y'all are doing. Um, oh, if they win MLS Cup this year, can you imagine? Oh my God, the hatred I would have. I, I really hope they don't. Um, I I don't know. Like, yeah, people people were coming at my mentions, and 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 I just it didn't make sense. Um, yeah, that was fun. I'm glad you didn't get us uh, get them fighting with the pod Twitter page or anything, because that's just that's probably where the three star review came from. It could well, yeah, it could be. Um, In which yeah, case, I, if if it's from an Atlanta fan, that's pretty nice. I I, I quote tweeted <laughs> the guy who put up the picture of Kim Kihi from Seattle sort of grabbing the, the Atlanta guy. And I basically said what I said here on the pod. And he was like, well, you said nothing to counter my statement. So I assume you agree with me. And I was <sighs> like, so I wrote, if what you meant was Atlanta struggles against teams that properly game plan against them. And sometimes Atlanta gets beneficial calls. while sometimes they get non-beneficial calls from the referee, similar, similar to every other MLS team. Then yes, I agree with you. And then he didn't come back at me because he didn't have anything to say. <laughs> terrible. Just um, terrible. Yeah. So, you know what? When they eventually get even a section on Wikipedia that war, like every MLS team has an honors section, except Atlanta doesn't because they haven't done anything that warrants an honors section yet. So maybe oh, win something true. and then come back. Got him. So Wikipedia this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get on that wiki. Yeah, so we're, we're we're at about the hour mark. We'll we'll wrap up here in in just a few minutes. Oh, that's my favorite way to wrap up with Atlanta United. I like, I just feel cleansed when I just get all that out. Yeah, it's um, they they play host to to Wayne Rooney on Saturday, so I hope Wayne gets in there and oh, drops a hat God. trick. Um, That'd be sick. Yeah, there there's not a ton of other big MLS games to watch. I mean. Well, no sporting, that's for no, sure. No, there's no sporting. I'm trying to go through right now. I guess Houston FC Dallas is maybe the most interesting. I'll probably well, watch Atlanta Wednesday DC. Games. But yeah, some well, open cup one. games. You got one MLS game though on Wednesday, Minnesota New England. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> um, Not really. You're probably going to be watching that uh Gosh, dude, no matchup. Probably the only good matchup that looks good to me would be Dallas and Houston. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just going to watch DC Atlanta and hope that Wayne Rooney drops a hat trick on Atlanta in Atlanta. Um, oh, I'm all about it. So, um, but yeah, I guess a couple minutes real quick. We we talked about it a little bit right at the very beginning, but World Cup, your guys won. Do you? Uh, I've heard a lot Man's of people say they thought this was the best World Cup they've ever seen or the best World Cup ever. Do you think oh, that's yeah, recency dude, bias goals. or do you agree? 
I don't know, man. I think the amount of goals that were scored were amazing. I heard a lot of backlash against Fox, but that's yeah. uh, that's all right. Because Alexi Lawless is an idiot. Um, yeah. Fox doesn't know how to do any sort of soccer analysis. but And unfortunately, they have the rights to the World Cups, both men's and women's, through 2026. So not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, yeah, true. But what are you going to do now that we don't have soccer to watch every day? Bro, uh, you're going to get soccer, okay? You're, all your leagues are starting back up. MLS is still going. La Liga's coming back. Bundesliga, Premier League, uh, uh, Liga MX. Uh, you know, French, the French League, the Italian League. Everything's coming back. So, yeah. I mean, there is going to be soccer on a regular basis if you want a team to watch. And if you guys want teams to watch... Come to me. I'll let you know. I, I follow a team <laughs> in every single league, it seems. All right? He does. He's uh, You just bought a, a Juventus jersey, right? I did. I did buy the yellow Juventus jersey. It's pretty sweet. Did you see... Uh, it's cheap. see your boy Ronaldo is not coming to the U.S. to play in any game, let alone the All-Star game. <gasps> what? I'm so shocked. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. It, it was, I was like, we all knew this. Inject it. Well, we all knew it except Atlanta because when they signed Ronaldo, they tweeted out their, their photo of the two number sevens, Ronaldo and Joseph Martinez. And they're like, Stupid. stars are going to be in Atlanta. And I was like, did they not see last year? Well, Ronaldo that's why was I plastered all over Chicago. I quote tweeted it and I was like, well, Ronaldo's not. And a couple people came at me and they're like, well, no, he is because they want to extend their brand into America. And, blah. and I was like, look, if Ronaldo what? doesn't want to play, I don't care what Juventus wants him to do. He's not going to play. So They don't need to extend their brand. Their brand is just fine. Yeah. I mean, they might not be quite on the level of Barcelona or Real Madrid or what have you, but Juventus is doing pretty well. They'll be fine. Whether They're Ronaldo plays... Too, yeah. And whether Ronaldo plays in a game against the MLS All-Stars or not is not going to make or break the Juventus brand in America. So Right. <laughs> you, you said you think you're going to be a, a Real Madrid fan now, right? Maybe. I, I don't have a, a, a La Liga team, so I, was, I really am a giant fan of Luka Modric. So I want, go, to, I, want to, I want to make sure I watch him more consistently. So if to do that, do i got to watch Real Madrid. They're fun to watch too, man. Gareth Bale's going to get more playing time this year. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. So, And you know what? I like uh, Kylian Mbappe. So if he ends up on Real Madrid one of these days, I'm going to have to kind of follow him a little bit too. I think they said that's not going to happen, and he plays for PSG, right? Yeah, not this year. He's staying at PSG this year. But, I mean, yeah. give it a year. Real Madrid's going to drop 200 million euros, pounds, I mean, whatever it is on Or him. someone, some yeah. big team is. Maybe Man United. I mean, so, Prob- someone with a lot of money will do it. Probably Everton. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone's like one oh. one can dream yeah probably <laughs> my, my my boyhood club um when Look i grew up you. on the streets so of fun. liverpool me and yeah. wayne you're so cute supporting the <laughs> supporting the the young the the lower clubs yeah well you know someone's got to do it um F- fighting to just stay in the premier league hey we are perfectly fine in seventh to tenth place so. I know, dude, but that's why <laughs> these playoffs in MLS are so fun because they don't have that in Europe. People are just fighting to stay in the league. And it's like, that would suck if we had that. That would suck a lot. Yeah, and Manchester City knows they've won the league when they still have like four games left. So. Yeah, absolutely. These playoffs, they, it's awesome. 
But then Europeans are like, why would we have playoffs? And it's like, shut up. You do have playoffs too. Okay. You have, you have Europa, you have the champions league, you have FA cup. It's, you have the same shit. All right. So shut your Carabao cup or whatever it's called. Yeah. That's dumb. (laughs) Um, well, Hey man, we are almost, uh, I think we're at our longest pod ever. So do you want to, uh, wrap it up, wrap it up, say anything else to our good listeners before we let them go. Nothing for the good of the group. If you've yet to leave us a review, do it. Hit us up. I know uh, we've got a lot of good people listening to this pod, man. I know we've seen the downloads, and we, we thank you guys every week. You're the best best listeners ever, best fans. Um, we're having a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter, at NoOtherPod, at JCMax03, at Dan Kuzer. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Uh, emails always open no other pod at gmail.com um and yeah we look forward to talking at you next week after hopefully a sporting kc victory in the two u.s nil. open cup so two nil you heard it here first we got a johan and a graham smith goal so uh on that prediction i'm jimmy he's dan we'll talk to y'all later see ya peace out Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.